Corey, what were you doing in November of 1994? Oh, I was still in high school back then. Oh, man. Well, we've got a Florida freak today who was definitely a busy boy in November 1994 and has been busy every month since. Wow, that sounds great. Well, how far would you go to be a cool daddy-o? Well, we're going to find out. All right. And uh, later, we're also going to have a possible world record holder for a freaky Florida crime spree. And by the way... Get, get us on the phone. Extra bonus, he's naked. Oh, that's the best part. <laughs> All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Ladies and gents, boys and girls. Step right up for the Florida Freak Show. Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here, and we have a few of those, do we not, Kirsten? As always, ripped from the headlines, right? Rip them right out of those headlines. <laughs> All right, our first story comes to us from CBS Miami. A Jupiter police officer spotted a Jeep making an illegal U-turn and then speeding away at a little after midnight last Monday. The officer followed, and the Jeep actually reached speeds of 85 miles an hour in a 45 zone before he was able to pull it over. 85 in a 45. So imagine the officer's surprise when he found the driver was a 12-year-old girl. Wow. Yeah. The Jeep actually didn't belong to her. Surprise. Well, that's good. She's not on the title? No, it okay. belonged to 41-year-old Sean Michelson, who was also in the car at the time. He told the officer that he's friends with the girl's mother and that the girl and one of her friends were staying with him. Oh, okay. So Michelson said the girl asked if she could drive the Jeep. Of course. So he thought it would be cool, and he was just trying to be a cool father. Cool father. Always gets you in trouble. Right. Michelson, by the way, also told officers that he had been drinking, as always. Yeah. <laughs> when the officer asked the 12-year-old why she was driving so fast, she said Michelson told her to. Uh-oh, of Mich- course. Yes, Michelson is charged with child neglect, allowing an unauthorized person to drive, and also for buying the girls some vape pens, oh. thus contributing to the delinquency of minors. Well, this guy is really taking cool dads to the next level. He is. But I understand because it is very important to be a cool dad. I'm sure that it is. I mean, you got to, you want to impress even if it means threatening your life, right? Right. I think there's no better way to, you know, convince your lady friend to maybe take things to the next level with you than maybe, you know, um, risking her daughter's life in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Prove your value. Perfect. Pr- prove value. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> dentist system. The dentist system, right? Are we going with that already? That's great. I understand exactly what you mean. I was thinking, like, when I was listening to this story, that maybe you're familiar with the video game Grand Theft Auto. Of course. Yeah. yeah so they you, always you have... pick up hookers, you buy some some blow you run over a few people yeah Yeah. maybe they need to have a cool dad mode for gta right i think it's just a whole new game instead of grand theft auto vice city it's grand theft auto cool dad well and if you have a cool dad that's riding shotgun with you it almost makes some of these really awful things that you're doing in the video game seem a little dad approved dad approved (laughs) dad told me to drive 85 and a 45 but i get it the stakes are very high to be a cool dad 
you know, there's a lot of pressure on this whole thing. There is a lot of pressure, especially, I mean, Father's Day. Right around Father's the corner. Father's Day is right around the corner. Yeah, and you want to spend more time, you know, with dad, and you want to spend more time with the kids. Quality time. Yeah. Quality time for Father's Day. And I, I think he's probably just trying to earn some some Father's Day points, yeah. you know, to, to rack up that sweet gift on Father's Day. Yeah. I don't know. Are neckties still a thing? Do oh, dads yeah. still get neckties? Yeah, they're they're definitely coming. Only back. if you're a banker or an attorney, I'm w- guessing. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> not saying it's a great gift, it's, but it's still a thing. Matching uh, tie and COVID mask. Ooh, that's right? a great nice idea. Nice paisley tie with a mask. Well, and it just it just continues it right down. Right. Yeah. yeah from, it's from a the nice mouth flow. right down to the neck. What a great idea. I, I'm wondering what you get this guy for Father's Day, though. I mean, he's got the Jeep, maybe some sweet rims. Oh, yeah. Um, truck nuts. Truck nuts, yes. Totally seems like a back. truck nuts kind of guy. We're, we're so worried about neckties. <laughs> what do you mean bring them back? I see them almost every day Oh, when you're I'm still driving. seeing them? Okay, that, well, that, that makes me feel so much better. I was I was thinking that they were just a fad. Oh, no. Um are radar detectors still a thing? Could we maybe get oh, him a radar detector? They were so big when I was a kid. I don't know if they're still a thing or not, but yeah, radio, radar detectors are just a good idea in general. I, I think so. I mean, he already has what every cool dad needs, which is a designated driver. Yes. He did say he was drinking. Yeah. Who better to be your designated driver than yeah, somebody super... who isn't going to turn drinking age for another decade? Yeah, I'm really glad that he was upfront about the fact that he was drinking and that it was, you know, Really cool that he had the DD right there, regardless of what their age is. You know, it's just important. And it really came in handy. It did. Yeah. It did. So happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. That's a great <laughs> pick me up Father's Day story. All right. Moving on from Fox 13 in Tampa. Our listeners, especially those in the Tampa area, may remember the backstory on this one. Uh, about a year and a half ago, a Hernando County commissioner, Nick Nicholson, pleaded no contest to a handful of prostitution-related charges. Oh, Nick. Then Governor Rick Scott Mm. actually removed Nicholson from the commission after deputies discovered that Nicholson was living with a prostitute and doing what one does with an in-house prostitute, which would be paying her for her services. As you do. As you do. Right. So this being Florida... I'm sure you can imagine what disgraced former commissioner Nick Nicholson is doing now, right? Why don't you tell us, Kirsten? Well, he has filed to (laughs) run for his old commission seat in the next election. Oh, what a great idea. Right? Now, he he doesn't have a whole lot of support from his former colleagues. Uh, Ugh. Hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, In fact, one of the current commissioners, Jeff Holcomb, is also chair of the Hernando County GOP, and Ah. he released a statement that he was disgusted by Nicholson's arrogance, that mm. Nicholson was relying on voters not paying attention so that he could sneak a win, and he also urged Republicans to choose one of the other three candidates and, quote, send Nick home for good. Well, I can totally get this. I, I get this uh, on so many levels. It's relying on voters not paying attention. That's like the playbook for any politician, <laughs> right? Especially a politician that doesn't expect to win. It's like, I don't want anybody coming out to vote at all, if possible, so that I can, you know, give my chances. Give yeah, my chances I, and I mean, better. let's face it. He's got name recognition. Yeah. You know the name Nick Nicholson. You know the name. You I know. mean, how do you forget a name like Nick Nicholson? It'd be like if you were named Corey Corison. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Stevens. You know, uh, I mean. Can, can I get my name changed? Michael Michaels. Yeah. 
Corey Corinson. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he's got the name recognition. Now, I, I think it's interesting that um, the GOP lead is saying to send Nick home for good, because that to me doesn't sound like a big punishment. Home has an in-house prostitute. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I was I was not even thinking about that. It's like maybe home is not where he wants to be at all. But having an in-house prostitute, I mean, that's got to be a big win. Right? Yeah. I mean, I assume that's that some kind happen? of... Did the prostitute come first? Is this a chicken and the egg type thing? It's like well, you know how sometimes you buy a house and it comes with some furniture oh. or with the washer and dryer. Maybe yeah, it's like a it's like an added benefit, right? A little amenity, yeah. uh, an amenity that came with the home. I it, it was probably written straight into the mortgage. Oh, that's it's <laughs> actually really smart to get that handled ahead of time. That's right. That way you can finance the whole yeah. deal. Yeah. Now, we actually, you know, we talk a little bit and joke a little bit about politicians in Florida and voters not paying a whole lot of attention to scandals and that sort of thing. But, you know, we had a situation not that different from all of this in our area once. Uh, Not long after we moved here, the Lee County manager um, was unceremoniously released of his duties after a scandal. I remember this, yeah. Sending some pretty naughty emails on the uh, company email account, right? Yeah, it kind of goes along the way of like, okay, so got to lay low for a little bit. Right, yeah. The FBI was investigating, actually was investigating for something much more shady and nefarious, and I don't think they found that, but they found all the nudie emails. So he got the boot, and then what happened, Corey? Well, then he ends up a, a few years later becoming like the uh, the mayor of uh, Fort Myers Beach. Well, right? the, the, the the town manager, town manager, town of manager Fort Myers yeah. Beach, yeah. Which of course was another job that he ended up getting fired from. Yeah, not for naughty emails, but because oops, I forgot to pay a three hundred or a three million dollar water bill. Oops, that oops, just happens, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Florida and corrupt politicians just go hand in hand, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. You know, people say that about Chicago, but there's, there's, I mean, everything weird happens in Florida. Right. So now that wasn't the only commission making news last week. Oh, good. More we, commissions making news. Yes. We also have from WPTV.com last week, Surfside Florida Town Commission mm-hmm. had a contentious discussion about a proposed anti-discrimination resolution on a Zoom meeting. Oh, a Zoom meeting meeting yeah very popular these days right absolutely you you gotta get the town business going yep you've got to have the public meeting and you have to have everybody present absolutely so surfside mayor charles burkett was offering his views on the resolution Mm -hmm. when he was interrupted by commissioner iliana salzhauer okay so he muted her that seems pretty par for the course sure one person is speaking, the other one probably shouldn't be interrupting. Right. So Commissioner Salzhauer responded the only way she could, oh. non-verbally, okay. by displaying her two middle raising fingers. Raising her hand? Yes, <laughs> yes. Nope, nope, not raising her hand. Oh. Well, raising her fingers. Oh. Yes, wow. raising raising both middle fingers online during the public town commission meeting. Wow, that, that seems right along with parliamentary procedure. <laughs> Robert's rules of orders right yeah. <laughs> there. Uh, in an interview afterwards... Point with, of finger? <laughs> with the Miami Herald, she admitted it wasn't, quote, ideal behavior, hmm. but then said, as a native New Yorker, it's what she does. 
Mayor okay. Burkett said the ordeal was an embarrassment for the town. Well, I guess, you know, when talking isn't enough, then you always just hit them with the double barrel birds, right? Right. Guns blazing, Yeah, man. bird shot right out of the shotgun. The bird is the word. <laughs> Not ideal behavior. This isn't ideal behavior in regular life, let alone like in the decorum of a public meeting with other public elected officials. Maybe Why? it should be, though. Well, they would certainly be must-see TV then. That's true. There you go. You get more people to attend these meetings, watch these meetings. People aren't interested in their local government. What better way to get them interested? Yeah, sometimes you have to result to shock shock value in order to get that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if this had happened on the dais, you know, like in in the parlance of of a regular public meeting and not just on Zoom. I mean... It's good to know that we can still annoy, you know, even when we're still annoy one another, even when social distancing is happening. I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. And and honestly, this being a Zoom meeting, mm-hmm. I, I think we should all just be glad that everyone was wearing pants. Right. I mean, and it, 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 it's, it's I assume sli- everyone was wearing it pants. is a slippery slope. I mean, if, <laughs> if you're if you're OK with giving like double middle fingers, you may be sans trowel. Below the below the belt. Very true. We it's, don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I do want to point out though. This is another example of how sometimes these Florida stories you really can't blame Florida. I mean, she blames the fact that that she responded that way, right? On the fact that she's from New York. It's oh, not right. always Florida that brings out this behavior. Yeah. Sometimes it can be brought to Florida from uh, parts unknown or parts elsewhere. Imported. Yeah. Yeah, imported in. I'm I'm walking here. I'm walking here. It's like Rizzo from uh, not Urban Cowboy, but I'm Midnight Cowboy. That's okay. I Urban almost just cowboy said drugstore comes, cowboy. Yeah, always comes to my head. Urban, drugstore, then Midnight. Okay, whatever. But yeah. Midnight Cowboy, 1969. Look it up if you haven't seen it. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. All right. Our next story comes to us from ABCActionNews.com. Ah. Last week, a federal judge in Tampa sentenced 71-year-old Glenn Hoyt Harrison to three years and five months in federal prison for the theft of government funds. Harrison, who lives in Hudson, Florida, was collecting his mother's Social Security checks. The problem is that his mother died more than 23 years ago. Oh, my goodness. Wow. No one ever reported her death to the Social Security Administration. (laughs) So from November 1994 until December 2017, the checks kept coming and Harrison kept cashing them for a total of $363,344.10. Wow. So in addition to spending some time in federal prison, Harrison must also repay the stolen money. Oh, that's going to be tough. That's going to (laughs) be, that's not going to be good. So this is a fascinating social experiment. So I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. If money, if money in the form of a check just started showing up in the mail, what would you do? I mean, are you dead in this situation? (laughs) Okay. Like, is it your unemployment checks? Because those are going to end pretty soon anyway. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, let's let, Yeah, let's say that I have passed and that's what's happening. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, I mean, it might just be 
sympathy money, sympathy cash. Could be. Some people send flowers. Yeah. Some, some people might send checks. I right. don't know. I've never been in that situation before. It's hard to say. I, I, I just, I'm just thinking to myself that it could be hard to act in a in a prudent manner. You know, if you just start seeing these checks coming in. I mean, this isn't me talking. I'm just asking for a friend. You know what? But, it's very awkward to correct people after a while, though. Yeah. It's like. I have a difficult to pronounce name. Yeah. I've been told. Right. Kirsten. People Rhymes call with me. Beer. That's right. People call me Kristen. People call me Kirsten. People yeah. call me Christine. Mm-hmm. And you can correct them once or twice, right. but they'll still keep mispronouncing it. Yep. And at some point you just go, Oh, to heck with it. And you just let them mispronounce it. And then and this happened with a friend of ours, two years later when somebody else corrects them, they get all upset. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've been saying your name wrong all the time, but you haven't been correcting them. I feel like he went through, this is a long story and a very difficult uh, explanation, but I feel like this is what he went through. Like maybe he tried. He tried. He might have maybe tried. He tri- maybe he said, you know what? Mom's dead. Mom's yeah. dead. And then the checks kept coming. And at some point you can't correct people anymore. You're right. It and just it, becomes offensive. And, and you almost and you almost feel like if I've made the effort to do something about this. But nothing's being done. So, you know, far <laughs> Might be it as from well me. cash them. I'm not just going to leave them like piling up. No, I'm not just going to stick them to the fridge yeah. on a magnet. It's not like you're in Seinfeld and you're getting all these small royalty checks. And it's like, I feel bad about cashing these checks of like a couple of cents. Or you yeah. don't want to have to endorse them on the back or whatever. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what the government should do. Should just always send these checks in the forms of very small increments. So instead of sending $1,000 check a month. Send 1,000 checks. Send 1,000 $1 checks $1 a month. $1 checks a month. I feel like the post-it, well, that might save the post office. Who knows? Honestly. Yeah. Well, and it just it's just the whole, you know, I don't want to have to endorse all those. Or it just becomes a pain and maybe some of them. I, just an idea. Just throwing it out there for the government to do. $363,000. And $344.10 on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just rounding. And, and speaking of rounding, I mean, this just feels like, you know, a rounding error gone really, really wrong. <laughs> um, it, that, but that money, that seems like a lot of money, but it's spread over 23 years. It's almost like stumbling upon like a retirement plan like somebody that's just giving you this money I, over I mean, a long it, period it of time it was his mother's retirement plan re- in many ways <laughs> and then just having it blow up in your face because you didn't do exactly right. what was yeah, yeah yeah so so i mean i'm assuming that he gets some kind of installment plan to pay this back oh i would hope so but at 71 i mean how many installments do they give you right you know if he were to live to be a hundred, mm. he was he would have to pay close to forty dollars a day every single day until he turns a hundred. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of money. Forty I mean, forty that, forty bucks one day isn't yeah. bad. Forty bucks every day. Forty dollars every day. That is not the price of a cup of coffee. No, yeah. not at all. No. So so he's been doing this since November nineteen ninety-four. Yeah. And I already asked you what were you doing in November nineteen ninety-four? And you were in high school. High school you were probably uh, preparing playing in basketball for my final yeah, for my final high school basketball season. So yeah. Uh that's 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 where my headspace was at. So November nineteen ninety-four, just to give you some perspective on how long ago it was that sure. these checks started coming in. Right. In November 1994, 
the NFL announced that the Jacksonville Jaguars would be the newest team to join the league. They announced it. They so, announced it. So it wasn't even the first year no. that they were here. It was just the announcement. Just the announcement. Wow. In November 1994, serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer was killed in prison. Wow. I feel like that happened a longer time ago than that. I know, it was a long time ago. I know ago. it's 23 years, but it feels like 94 was just yesterday sometimes. Um, the number one song in the country. Let me guess. Um, oh, It I, was the number one song for like a good three month stretch. So I'm going to guess it's a Mariah Carey song. No, but you're not far off. Okay. Boys to Men. Yes. Oh, I should have known that. I mean, this is my senior year we're talking about. I'll Make Love to You yeah. by Boys to Men was the number one song. Oh, yeah. I should have known. I should have known it. Oh, if I just would have thought a little bit longer about it. And and in perhaps a very poetic coincidence, mm-hmm. this was one month before the release of the film Dumb and Dumber. A classic. So I, I feel like maybe... It, that that's a little synchronicity right there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a dumb and dumber kind of move. Yeah, just a little bit of info for our listeners. Kirsten has never actually seen Dumb and I Dumber. I have fallen asleep to it many times. Yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> it's a it's a favorite movie of mine. She's never seen it. I detest no, it. No desire to see it. No. Yeah. So I'm guessing she won't be watching any of the sequels either or prequels mm, as they were. No. Right. No, will will well, not. Thanks for that little trip down memory lane. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, let's let's do one more story. One more story. One more story. And did you feel like anything was missing in last week's podcast? <sighs> I feel like there could have been a little bit more skin. It that is exactly it. We right? had no naked Florida criminals. It just wouldn't be Florida, especially in this heat that we're dealing with. We need a little bit more nudity. That's well, we're gonna get some. Yeah. This one from Click Orlando. Especially for oh. a podcast, an audio format, we need more nudity. <laughs> Gotta sex it up. Yep. All right, this one from ClickOrlando.com and buckle up because we are about to go for quite a ride here. Okay. <laughs> Hands and feet inside at all times, folks. That's right. Escambia County Sheriff's deputies received a call late Wednesday morning from a diner inside a Pensacola flea market. Witnesses reported 23-year-old Lahoris Pickett was kicking and punching a coin machine. He then exposed himself and started screaming, Call the cops! The dead are rising! Kicking and punching a coin machine, then exposed himself, Yeah, and started, okay, screaming, Call the cops! Dead are rising! The dead are rising! All right, just trying to follow along. After reportedly then attacking a customer and a diner employee, Pickett was chased out of the diner to the parking lot where he stripped completely naked and stole someone's Chevy Sonic. Chevy Sonic. Leaving behind a bag with his clothes and a pistol. Bag of clothes with clothes and a pistol. Okay. 20 minutes later, deputies got another call from an elderly woman a few blocks away from the flea market saying a man had grabbed her hair, tried to kiss her, then threatened to uh, kill her. Guess who it was? Was it LaHoris? It very well may have LaHoris Pickett <laughs> grabbing hair, tried to kiss her, then threatened to kill her, right? Yeah, I believe that's the correct that's the order. Cor- the courting that's the process correct- in, yes. in action. Okay. Deputies say he then tried to break into an RV. 
Mm. and got in another violent confrontation. Okay. The affidavit goes on to say that along the way, he also dropped his backpack, which contained a throwing star, handgun ammo, and a bag of synthetic marijuana. A throwing star? A throwing star. Handgun ammo, which would go with the throwing star. I mean, that's <laughs> they go hand in hand, so it makes sense. And a bag of synthetic marijuana. Okay. So by the time deputies got him into custody, a third report had come in saying that Pickett had ripped a mailbox out of the ground, broke into a home, and broke a TV. Wow. Records show that at that point, he was no longer naked. Pickett was then wearing a green house coat, which I can imagine was also stolen and just didn't make the police report. <laughs> just they did, There wasn't enough room on the page to add it to the police Probably report. Probably not, yeah. no. So Pickett was arrested on 19 charges, all committed in less than one hour. 19 charges in 60 minutes. Less than 60 minutes. Less than 60 minutes. Yeah, that, I mean, I know there's a lot to unpack here, but I think yeah. the first thing is... Uh, this this could be some kind of a record, right? Yeah. I Get mean, Guinness on the phone. Yes. We got to figure this out. That could be an offense every three minutes, and that's pretty spectacular. Yeah. So the first thing that I th- think of when I when I hear this story, and it's something that you're very familiar with, is this guy's performed the Gordie Howe hat trick of crime. <laughs> um, if you're not a hockey fan, um, and shame on you if you're not. Yeah. Um, you're, Sorry, you're, I'm I'm from the Detroit area. I'm yeah. very passionate about yeah, these the Gordy, things. Yeah, the Gordy the Howe hat trick. So a hat trick is three goals um, in, in a game. game. Gordy Howe hat trick, uh, named after the greatest hockey player of all time, Gordy Howe, right. is a is a goal, an assist, and a fight. Yeah, you know, so all like, around, you are a man. Yeah, it's it's sort of like yeah, the end all be all that a hockey player can do. It's like you, you're sticking up for your team, you're you're assisting a teammate in a goal, and then you're scoring a goal yourself. You're putting the the team on your back, and I feel like Lahoris put the team on his back. What team would that be exactly? Um, you know the other thing. <laughs> the other thing that I think of is there is no Horace in sometimes. Team. <laughs> sometimes there would be a joke that would sometimes happen in the newsroom that we would talk about, like on a slow news day. You would always hear like somebody, and I'm when I say this, I mean this as a joke. Somebody go out there and. Create some news. Yeah. Go light a fire. Go light go a do fire, something. you know, or something like that. This guy did that. In, he, he created enough. To the nth degree. Yeah. He created enough news for like a week's worth of yeah, newscasts. Yeah. This guy's a walking newscast. He like, really is. All, like all in one. Like they just could have har- called it the Lahoris Hour. Oh, that would be amazing. Honestly, yeah. he could be another Grand Theft Auto character. He really could. Like we talked about Grand Theft Auto. Or at least Auto a video earlier. game character. Yeah. So I, I think I think this is another great character to add to the game. I mean, you know, get naked, punch a coin machine, grab some hair, kiss somebody, threaten to kill him, all while rocking a sweet pea house coat. I mean, come on. You're just, you're right. That's a video game character come to life. I, I wouldn't know which button did which on the controller. I'd be too confused. I'd, I'd be wanting to, yeah. you know, assault somebody and instead I'd be yeah. taking my clothes off. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I'd I be just, able to handle it. I just too many know buttons. That getting that house functions. code would be like the end all be all in the game. Like finding that just like out there in, in the, in, in the, the ether. Yeah, in the ether. <laughs> and getting that is like, this is awesome. This I mean, is awesome. With the green house coat, is he going for comfort? Is he going for speed? Like you could put it on and take it off really fast. Like what what is the goal of the house yeah, coat? Yeah, I think it's I think it's he's convenience. Not going, he's not going for sexy. No, it's convenience. Well, you know, we were just at I mean, there are so many house coats out there in Florida. Like it's true. 
We were just at Home oh, Depot. Oh, he was trying to blend in. Yeah, we were just at Home Depot earlier today, and it was like I couldn't. There were house coats everywhere. Like it's just <laughs> crazy. Like I, you know, it's, doing your home improvement yeah. in your house coat. Why well, not? it's just important, you know. And and I think you know, being that we're all you know sheltering in place, or some of us are, uh, a house coat is just one of those uh, items you absolutely need. It's got to be in your bug out it's, bag. It's an essential item. Yeah, but I I really feel like this Lahore this video game character could challenge Mario to be the greatest oh, video game character me. of all time. Yeah. I, I like mean, it. And, and yeah. Oh, so. you could have all sorts of spin-off games like Mario, like Horace Kart. Right. Oh, that'd be great. I love it. I, lo- I love this idea. <laughs> love Horace Kart. More and more, the more and more we talk about it. I do want to ask one other question. Sure. The whole call the cops, the dead are rising thing. Mm. I mean, I think this really verifies something that, that we've known here in Florida for several years now, which is when the zombie uprising happens, it will start in Florida. It will start in Florida, and it will be just as crazy as this whole like thing yeah. that happened in an hour. The Except Walking Dead got be it wrong. Everybody doing it. Yeah, the Walking Dead got we'll it wrong. We'll all be punching uh, coin machines. Yeah. It's starting in Florida. Yeah. George Romero knew. Yeah. He shot Day of the Dead here. Right. He knew. He knew. Walking Dead got it wrong. Yep. Zombie apocalypse. Yeah. They were a state Prepare too far yourself. away. Yep. It's got to be Florida. Well, and, and let's face it. Here, we're we're more prepared for it because we already have our hurricane kits. Yep. Your hurricane kit and your zombie kit are not that different. Yeah. We're ready for some kind of an apocalypse every year that happens, you know, for a few weeks every year with hurricane season. So... We're prepared. I, I do have to say, though, you know, we, we went through kind of a weird apocalyptic zombie situation here at the, at the start of this whole COVID thing. Sure, you know, 2020's people, just been a, an apocalypse all, it all really year long. Has. I honestly, I, I expected, like, I expected the apocalypse to have more, I don't know, guns and motorcycles sure. and, and less hoarding of toilet paper. The year is still young. We can, I mean, we're now that we've all got paper, our toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper is the gateway into it, and then yeah, guns and motorcycles comes later. Okay, Mad Max, you know, okay. apparel, you know, you might want to get it now while you're thinking about it. You all know, right. so so Thunderdome's not until December. Hopefully, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I wasn't aware. We've still we got to deal with the murder days. hornets. We've yeah. still got to, you know, there's a few more things still to deal with. We definitely need more shopping days. All right. Well, what did we learn this week? Oh, what didn't we learn? <laughs> uh, we, we learned that cool dads, as James Brown, uh, sorry, as Rick James would say, cool dad's a hell of a drug. <laughs> we also learned, not that we didn't know this, the bar is set pretty low to be a politician in Florida. Oh. It is limbo low. <laughs> it is really, really low. Um, we also learned that when anything happens, just alert Social Security immediately. Don't think twice about it. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. D- especially don't collect $200. No. Just let them know because just cover your bases. That's right. And and finally, we learned that if you are trying to set the land speed record for a Florida crime spree, you're going to have your work cut out for yeah. you. Lahoris has set that bar from low to high. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is a high bar. Yep. So those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. And as always, you can find plenty of other kooky news stories from the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. That's at FLA Freak Show. And if you see a Florida story that we miss, feel free to share it with us. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms. It really helps us out. Until next time, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. We will be back next week. And until then, let your Florida freak flag fly. <laughs>